Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of One Perfect Game, the show about video games and the people who play them. My name's Matt Tilby, I'm your host for this wonderful adventure. Come and join us. My guest for today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, is a Melbourne-based producer and singer-songwriter who'll be releasing her debut album, Crystal Ball, on October the 2nd. And she also has multiple national tours under her belt and performances at the likes of Splendor in the Grass. Her name is Elle Graham, but you might know her as Woods. Elle, it's fantastic to have you on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, an interesting sort of podcast to have you on, obviously. A little bit different for you as a, as a musician, probably not the sort of podcast you would have expected to have, but uh, we will explain why you're on in in uh, in due time. But uh, firstly, congratulations on uh, announcing Crystal Ball. You must be uh, pretty stoked to finally have that out there in the world. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been working on this album for a while. It was going to be out early earlier this year, but um, its March release date didn't quite <laughs> make make sense in the end. So it's really exciting to have a new date and be working towards that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, certain things got in the way. And we'll talk about that <laughs> later. But uh, having, I guess, patiently dropped sort of singles and EPs over the last couple of years, you've sort of been drip feeding them over the last sort of two to three years. How does releasing an album sort of change things for you? Does that sort of mindset change now that you're releasing something of this size? Oh, definitely. I mean, I am a really big fan of albums. I, I have a a growing vinyl collection and it's just it's always been the medium that I've gravitated towards I love the bigger bodies of work where you can kind of tell a story and and find the the songs that aren't necessarily for radio or streaming specific more like the the little interludes and things like that I I'm just a, a massive fan of albums and I always wanted to make one and this just feels like now that I've got this one ready to go I'm ready to make another one and another one it's just sort of uh, the fear is gone <laughs> of the the debut. Yeah, it's a def- definitely like that sort of follow on effect, which is obviously very cool. Did you find that you you're able to tell more of a story with Crystal Ball than uh, more than say your EP Golden Hour? You found that you're able to express yourself a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, for the album, I wrote about forty songs. So. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, <Okay>. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote so much, and it's actually been really good because I, it means I have a lot of things to be able to work on because I've still got. Yeah, a bunch of demos there, but um, yeah, I wrote 40 songs and then sort of pulled the ones that made sense into this narrative. Um, Crystal Ball was a bit about uncertainty and wishing I, I knew a, a path forward, which um, has unintentionally been very uh, very much how I'm feeling this year. Um, but yeah, there's I, I guess there's more of a narrative around it. There's a lot about growing up, um, then there's the more abstract, like putting myself into sort of a different terrain um like being out in the desert or being in a rainforest that i think like there's different chapters throughout the record that put Mm. me in different places that's very cool actually i should say yeah um obviously you you talked about uncertainty you know you're you're in melbourne at the moment going through some some tough times as well obviously the the pandemic has been tough for a lot of people in uh, in victoria but especially australia-wide for performing artists like yourself how are you coping Mm. with that and and what's been the biggest struggle for you as a uh, as a performing artist oh i mean i i feel like i have four or five really good days in a row and then like the fifth one i'm just like oh gosh like it it just kind of collapses in a bit but um I've 
been in the house since uh, the pretty much March and um, daily walk. But um, I sort of I was ready to go out and perform this record and and share it, and then um, just sort of went right back into um, trying to make the most out of being in this room where I have my piano and my laptop and I'm able to make music which I feel very lucky that I can work from home like it, I'm very grateful but um it just wasn't it, it wasn't the plan and I'd been gearing up towards I don't know I, I'd just been making this like massive plan and then literally everything just disintegrated um we were going to be playing shows with Boy and Bear releasing some songs and then yeah <laughs> it was just it was very hard to um deal with that initial shock of everything just yeah disintegrating but then I think uh, maybe artists I don't know um you kind of you're used to plans shifting a little bit as a independent artist um like Mm. things things turn quickly and you kind of adapt and and the word pivot is being used a lot amongst (laughs) my group of friends and I'm sure in in all businesses but it's just sort of okay um now how do I make the most out of this like I've got this time to write I've got this time to work remotely I've been doing a lot of sessions just through zoom like um it's it's been cool to see how you can kind of recalibrate and use the tools you have available and for me I think it's been actually really refreshing to go back and be like all right well I'm going to produce things by myself here in my room and write things that are just immediate uh reflections of what's going on as opposed to Mm. thinking like is this a single or is this for woods is this for that as am i writing a top line it's more just i've turned to music as the sort of therapy tool that it's always been the kind of the way of working things out and um piecing together a a big scatter of of thoughts and um (laughs) i know lamenting plans changing (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, no live music does mean that you're looking at new ways to promote your work and really you've gone above and beyond. Uh, Minecraft (laughs) is the setting for a very special world that uh, people can visit by pre-ordering the album. Talk us through this. How did this come about? (laughs) Yay, Minecraft is work now. Um, I I love (laughs) Minecraft. I started uh, a Minecraft server back in 2017 at my old share house where I was living with a coder, an architect master's student, architecture master's student, and a interior designer. And we all just started this little server. And then our friends sort of jumped on it too. And we had different um, artists, different bloggers, a whole range of people that grew to like just about 20 people that were on it all the time. Oh, and wow. um, I, I just really enjoyed it because as opposed to chat or something like messenger you can be quite social in minecraft and also kind of apply lateral thinking and just be working on your own little farm or be collecting yeah like it's it's very user-friendly um i mean the fact that a lot of children play it and then i've now had fans in all different ages jump on this new server um it just sort of shows that it's really a game that anyone can just sort of jump on and try. Uh, so I, I find Minecraft really exciting. I Earlier in the year when and things were, <laughs> I don't know, we were just in this limbo land being like, our show's coming back or what, what are we, what's our new plan? I jumped on that old server with my old housemates and now 
some of them are living over in Berlin, some in Wollongong. Um, we had a, a group jump on and we we're just all hanging out talking about COVID and sort of what we we're going through. And it made me think that it would be a really great place to get sort of the woodland community in and um, build a world, sort of a, a little <laughs> um, virtual world for the album to live in where I could put things like Easter eggs uh, around the record and some lyrics and every song can have a village. It's just, it's <laughs> kind of limitless what we can do, which is really yeah. exciting to me. Yeah, I mean, you, you sort of talked about how each song gets its own sort of little village or has its little space in this uh, creative world. And um, I actually did see you, uh, I caught a glimpse of, of the uh, the little world that you were creating as you were streaming on Twitch uh, for the first couple of times. And um, you spoke about in other interviews how you were uh, connecting with Ruben Goss, I believe his name was, who of course created the... Uh, the spectacular reimagining of Splendor in the Grass in Minecraft. Um, and it looked like you were working with him to sort of create this, you know, vibrant world. Like that must have been such a unique experience for you. Yeah, I mean, so in about March, when I saw Ruben put out the Minecraft server, uh, I, I was immediately drawn in in that, I think because Ruben is a uh, filmmaker as well he kind of came at it as not only building a virtual world in minecraft and a, a community and a place for splendor and the grass fans to come in and build their own campsite and things like that but he also was able to stitch together this whole trailer and sort of experience flying through to really showcase the project yeah and so that was really cool to me and now knowing ruben more throughout <laughs> um, building this little world together he's very very good at minecraft like he's he's like ah, oh, i just I, I game sometimes but minecraft hasn't really been, been my thing but he he knows a lot about the world edit tools and um that's been really fun because i i've only ever played minecraft in survival mode i haven't done much with world edit or creative before and um we did like the first time we jumped on the server together we did sort of like a location recce like you would do for a film clip or something where you go to a location and you check out does it have power or bathrooms or whatever um so we jumped on the server and we're like does it have mountains i wanted to put the ball in the middle like do we have enough uh, different mixtures of terrains do we have like some lava um some caves for everyone like it was a very funny <laughs> location recce in a game and then ruben immediately built this giant orb of glass uh just with one click which I was just mind blown because I didn't have ever played in survival where you would have to spend a long time collecting blocks of sand and then melt them down <laughs> into glass. Sitting in like dirt huts and things. Yeah, yeah just like punching trees. <laughs> um, so I was, yeah, I was immediately just like, oh, this is, this is going to be good. I'm really looking forward to this coming together. So we had a lot to share by that initial launch. We only spent two weeks making the initial village. So, yeah, it was a quick turnaround. Yeah, like obviously the, the centerpiece, as you've just uh, discussed, was the, the large sort of glass orb, the crystal ball, uh, so to speak. Uh, is there any sort of little hints or uh, special things you could tell us about uh, what you're thinking of adding to the uh, Minecraft world? Or is it all hush-hush? Um, there's a few things. I mean, I'm, I've set up a Discord and then I'm also 
streaming some of the builds on Twitch, which I've been pretty open about what what we're working on. But essentially, the crystal ball being this giant orb in the middle of the village is the central point of where you can go to get messages and we'll have updates in there. And that's sort of, you can only really build in the ball if you're one of the founders or um, that's kind of just Ruben and I uh, are controlling that space. But um, all of the other places around it will sort of be things that fans can help build and I'll be pretty open about what those are but uh, an example of that is my next song is going to be set in the desert so we're going to have a portal out to a desert sort of land where there's going to be fields of flowers and um, yeah like we'll we'll just be sort of creating this world for that song to live in but um, we've also been looking into there are ways of being able to play music in the server so we could potentially do a um, premiere of a song in the ball or in a mountain or somewhere else so they're they're the kind of ideas that we're thinking but then there's a few secrets where it'll just be I'll I'll build something and then if you find it um, nice (laughs) oh I can't wait for that (laughs) (laughs) well uh, Elle the the second part of our uh, podcast where, where we normally get the guests on is to sort of discuss their I guess their formative years with video games obviously hearing about your sort of upbringing it it sounds like games probably weren't as uh, (laughs) big for you uh, growing up as as a lot of people who were on our podcast but what were the sort of I guess the first experiences for you with video games and it seems like it was probably a a little bit older for you yeah I mean uh I've been thinking about this a bit but uh I remember in I think grade six in primary school uh my mom got this Game Boy Advance from a lady at her work from, I, I don't know where it came from, but all of a sudden I had a Game Boy Advance <laughs> color and it had like a couple different games and one was a Mario game that I literally just completed so quickly. Um, I was on it nonstop for a while and there was a whole group of us that used to sit on the steps at school and I remember us all swapping games. Um, that was one of my first experiences where I had, I guess, ownership over something and the control, like we didn't have smartphones and and things like that like we didn't have phones in primary school or anything um but then around me uh, a lot of my guy friends had xboxes and um i played games one of my neighbors had an xbox and we used to play this skiing game and some shrek games and the star wars games from memory um like quite a bit but it is funny i just always did sort of associate gaming more in a sort of male (laughs) sort of dominated area like I just didn't know many of yeah the girls I knew didn't really have um yeah it's interesting how it's changed I suppose but yeah that's how it felt in in primary school and um and even in high school uh I think the the big game that I got into was just playing The Sims and we used to play that all weekend. I think it was Sims 2 or Sims 3, but um, I think it was the first awakening for me noticing the music. And um, the music in that game is so quirky and fun. And (laughs) sometimes like in in my song, The uh, Northern Lights, if you pull back all the vocals and drums and everything, it's just the woodwinds and like it sort of sounds like the sims and i i I reflect and i'm like is this some weird reflection of me being 12 and just gravitating to this funny 
funny soundtrack, but it did make me notice that there was a song for when you're designing The Sims. There's a song when you're sort of living in the house. There are different, it's kind of latched onto different spaces in the game. And that yeah. was the first sort of like, I love finding out how things work. And that was the first time I was really noticing it. Um, yeah, there was a couple, I also went to some LAN parties where I was literally the only girl and played Halo a couple of times. <laughs> but it was like, you just, you don't feel, I didn't, I personally didn't feel super welcome, even though I, I know that my friends were, were trying, but it was just, it just wasn't really a part of my upbringing. And my parents just, it was more of a book and film sort of uh, influential things at home. Yeah, like you yeah. sort of discussed like in, in previous interviews and, and whatnot, how your family is very sort of, uh, a little bit off the beaten track they they obviously you know, <laughs> bushwalks and 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 that sort of thing very um in tune with nature uh, you speak about your dad a lot being a, a very sort of um very outdoorsy sort of person yeah well my dad um my whole life has been a park ranger so, oh cool um yeah and i grew up on the national park he was uh, the ranger in charge so we had a house right next to the the park gates where we'd open them and and shut them every day that was part of my dad's job and um yeah it was always just outdoors kind of making your own adventure um hanging out with animals we had a lot of animals and things like that um but yeah I I yeah I guess it just it wasn't necessarily a part of that sort of childhood but using your imagination and, and finding out how things worked and um definitely music was very important in in my childhood from both of my parents i think it's it's different to a lot of the people that we've had on the show and i think it's always nice to, to see that sort of change where you know not everyone's i guess upbringing is is the same you know a lot of the the people yeah. that we've had on have said look you know i was maybe six or seven when i got you know a game boy or i played a, a you know an N- n64 so it's always nice to hear someone i guess discussing uh, a, a different upbringing of sorts that's always fun but um, you, you talk about the music of of games like the sims and um you're obviously very fond of of those sorts of i guess creation games and being sort of able to you know fine tune and create the world around you if let's say let's we'll do a hypothetical i should say yeah if you were able to put your music into any game what game would it be Oh man! Well, one of my plans this year is I'm going to make a game soundtrack. That's oh, um, okay. I'm just going to make it imagining a game because um, that's I guess that's just how you get started. I had yeah, I think like something spooky. I love or something just really relaxing. Like I love the game Journey, um, which I played oh, on yeah. PS4, and I just found that really soothing. And I played it all in one day. Um, yeah, just rather quickly. But I like those kind of... Uh, it's almost like generative with the music where it just kind of ebbs and flows into something else. Um, I've done compositions before where they've been for um, installation artworks and things like that where it's run for... I think the longest piece I've ever done was maybe three hours or so. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is, okay. It took a long time. But it was like... It, it's one of those things where you make a bunch of shorter pieces that can kind of it's more about the sound design and mm. adding and taking away and um yeah i mean i i just think writing a, a video game soundtrack is something i need to do 
it's oh. on my bucket list and why not now <laughs> yeah i think you, you should probably uh put in a good word with rare because uh i did see you, oh, you, wow. you saw the uh the trailer for the new game Everwild that's uh being released for the uh, xbox series x and you had some pretty positive words for that didn't you <laughs> <laughs> oh man i was just like what it's just like that zelda um you just sort of see these games and it's like i want to be in there like there's a 30 rock quote where she's like i want to go to there <laughs> that's me <laughs> like the whole time i was yeah. watching that Everwild uh video where it's just like it just doesn't feel real that's that's exciting yeah i really yeah it definitely yeah. fits your uh, your aura quite well <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i guess the other thing like well now that you've sort of progressed and grown up and you you sort of talked about games like journey now away from music are there games that you sort of tend to to gravitate to obviously games like journey have been pretty important for you is it that sort of style of game or is there anything else that you tend to play um i mean it it actually in 2017 around the time when we started that minecraft i put on twitter that i'd love to try i i wanted to uh play some games on ps4 and like did anyone like have any recommendations or things like that and a really kind fan chris actually lent me a ps4 to try um to try playing some games which was just so unbelievably kind and that was for the game um horizon zero dawn which i'd just seen i'd been watching gameplay for that and um and then from there it's sort of like yeah journey um, there's a game called Everything that I was playing for a bit, which yes. is yeah. really nice. Um, and I also bought God of War. <laughs> that was that the game where I was like, if you finish this album, you can play this. And that just like <laughs> sat on my desk for ages um, to the point where I was like, hey, I'll play you later. I'm th- art takes time. <laughs> yeah. But um, I finally got to get stuck into that at the beginning of, I think I started that in March and um and it's it's so beautiful. Yeah, you um, can have it, have it as a little treat. Yeah, um, but that's really cool. I'm looking forward to Assassin's Creed, the Valhalla um, version, which is coming out. I've been playing Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not necessarily that drawn to the shoot 'em up style games. I really like it to have a story, um, and yeah, I like to to watch that unfold. I also really want to play Last of Us Two. Um, I've been watching a lot of gameplay from that <laughs> and that's yeah it's, it looks like yeah, a rabbit cert- hole yeah certainly <laughs> a little bit different from the games you've been playing I should say but um, yeah I'll, I'll leave I'll leave your uh, experience you know uh, going in blind I should say but um, you, you did uh, obviously just mention Horizon Zero Dawn um, and we should point out for anyone who's read the uh, the episode title that is of course the game that l has chosen to discuss today um it's a huge game i mean it's certainly one of the games that i think also represents your sort of style uh of music as well i think it sort of blends in quite well and i think i believe it was a, a couple of of years ago when you were uh touring either a single or an ep you sort of discussed how that sort of game influenced I, th- I believe one or two of the songs i think from golden hour um, yeah what what's what's the influence like for you f- uh, from horizon zero dawn i mean i saw that game and 
I just was like, I, I absolutely need to play this. But also I was just really, um, I don't know, I, I suppose it's an element of representation, but I just sort of saw a, a female protagonist that's just really badass. And, um, yeah. and, and also the storyline really like drew me in where it's so this post-apocalyptic, beautiful, almost like avatar world um, where you have this uh, protagonist is just trying to figure out what's what's happened but as opposed to killing animals or killing uh, other humans I mean there's I guess there's a little bit of that but it's not focused around just guns and um, yeah it's, it's more like the the idea of like overriding these big beasts and and working out sort of where this started um, so yeah, I really liked that in the same way that I enjoy that about Assassin's Creed, where it's kind of like trying to work out. There's like these sort of changes between the past and the present. Um, but yeah, I, I think that was what immediately hooked me in about Horizon was just seeing um, this beautiful world where you could play the game in. And um, I just watched the trailer a lot and then watched a lot of people doing like playing through it. and. Um, that was just the the catalyst for everything um and yeah and then i i put it out into the the twitter world and then chris very kindly lent me his ps4 and and horizon zero dawn which is just best fans ever um that was so kind (laughs) um yeah it, it seems like a, a very sort of interesting link uh, between the main character Aloy and and yourself. You sort of almost use that as a bit of inspiration uh, for a, lo- a lot of the songs, especially on Golden Hour. Was there that sort of what sort of drew you to Aloy apart from obviously being uh, that sort of strong female lead in the game? What was the what was the sort of draw to her? Um, I found it just wasn't it wasn't like overly feminine um it was just sort of i don't know that's a good question i um i I liked the general aesthetic of the game of course but yeah that's a good question i guess yeah i yeah i suppose it's just like the, the strong female lead the fact that like the aesthetic is very like what you find kind of like this um, rough molding between like sort of Viking elements and uh, this sort of almost like steampunk kind of collection of of bits from this um, I I just really liked that fusion and um, and I yeah I I also enjoy that you can kind of make these make arrows and make like you just jump online and and collect herbs <laughs> if you're just not feeling up for much much else it's like it kind of yeah i don't know if i'm explaining that correctly. no you're doing you're doing it absolutely great i think uh that's that it seemed to be a very sort of strong influence for you especially creating that ep um the other thing obviously is how sort of the, the landscape um sort of changes as well obviously you you'll go through you know sort of a springtime and then you'll go through like dusty barren plains and and winter i I felt like that was a a very sort of beautiful sort of setting for for horizon um Mm. and obviously they've announced uh, the sequel horizon forbidden west for the ps5 next year so 
I would so assume one, yeah. Yeah, one would be uh, jumping onto that when that comes out. So Yeah, there's an underwater part. That, that's really exciting. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think with that, with the Golden Hour EP, Dots was particularly the film clip for that where um, we shot some of that film clip with drones and I was literally just while I was running up and down these mountains just being like, I am alloy. <laughs> um, <laughs> because it's kind of you get to have that uh, change, changing the point of view over over the top and sort of like swirling around with the drones where it's just it feels like someone some giant is in control and um yeah i had a lot of fun the the dots film clip was very much about a quest and that sort of i definitely pulled that from horizon um Mm. just this unraveling landscape do you think that there's more there that you might sort of use um obviously you've got a lot of uh, your songs all set for the album itself but in the future do you find that you'll be using games as an inspiration for uh, songwriting or um, I guess instrumentals for I guess your your future releases yeah I definitely think so I mean I've been I've been playing a lot more in in lockdown and um, I do just really like creating these anthemic um, sort of songs where there's big war-like drums and um it is very much fitting to those kind of worlds um i think yeah through playing god of war it's a whole another thing where it just gets quite like getting these uh like gritty cellos and um big drums and like i just come i come away from playing that game just being like i need to make what i feel um (laughs) walking away from that which is always just just really good because it's just kind of pulls you out of into a different world to um to create music from as opposed to sitting in brunswick <laughs> being like hmm, what should i write like it's it's much better to think that you're just a, a big boss <laughs> with a an axe um that's a good good place to start writing music from um but yeah i think it, even like through playing minecraft i have a couple songs that are just like talking about elements and that's just through through mining <laughs> just <laughs> through hours and hours of mining and um it, it seeps in in all these little ways where it's like it doesn't seem like it's a direct influence but um yeah you just have them on the tip of your tongue from those sort of worlds and i i definitely think through working on this game soundtrack that i'll the plan will be to do that by the end of the year it would just be really looking into even like soundtracks like halo where it's just so heavenly and open and um yeah anthemic is a great word for it but yeah yeah like that sort of game as well like just sort of pushing myself into different different landscapes and really thinking like what what would be something that would be um nice to listen to not too overpowering but just complements the story or yeah you want it to to keep on yeah unraveling but Mm. you don't want like you don't want it to be boring but you don't want it to be too much of a focus yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, just like working out that balance, I just I find that really interesting. Once you sort of complete this uh, this video game soundtrack, are you possibly trying to to give it to a, a studio or, or you know give them a bit of a nudge and say, hey, look, I've just made this <laughs> full album of you know <laughs> a video game score. I can help you out with that. Is, are you trying to sort of 
push that to, to someone or, or do you do you feel like it, it's just a, a sort of like a an expressive piece for you that you'll be uh, you'll be doing um i think uh at the core of it it'd just be like sort of what like i mean same with my album with crystal ball it's it's truly down to me making something that i feel i need to make because i haven't heard it before and that's how i sort of feel if i was going to do an, an album of video game sort of songs is sort of making it just to like flex a, a muscle or try and work out how things are created but um I'm, I'm always I mean I, th- I think just like creating as much as you can and being able to say to anyone like oh yeah I've, I've done this or like you can kind of hear it through this like having examples of, of different styles of work is always really important as a producer and as a writer um, so I mean I think if I do a little bit of streaming of making a game soundtrack on Twitch, it's sort of, it's directly into the community that uh, I believe will sort of <laughs> might like it. So um, yeah. that's, that's all the plan is so far, really just try, try something out and, and put it out into the universe and, and see what sort of comes of it. But um, I have, I think last year we actually, there was a Sydney company that reached out about me working on a game soundtrack and I was really excited about that because I just I didn't have any all I had was the songs that I put out as woods to sort of show and so I was excited to think that through hearing my work they were like oh cool you're you're capable of doing a game soundtrack yeah um uh they ended up going I think they went through someone in Sydney so just be more you know closer by because it was a very short deadline but that really gave me a little boost being like okay i'm i'm on the right track even just releasing records and and things like that because uh, i'm always thinking of these other places when i'm writing anyway mm. so yeah well when you when you finish that you can always just uh you know shove it in their face and be like this is what i'm capable of <laughs> <laughs> here you are yeah i mean it's it's yeah it's always good to just make a bunch of stuff um because even if through making something that is in reference to a game that I'm seeing in my head. It could be pulled back into the woods universe or it could be repurposed into something else that could be for film or TV. Like it's just sort of, as long as you're creating things um, with some kind of purpose, you Mm. never really know where things end up. Yeah, exactly. And with this upcoming album, Crystal Ball, does do any of the songs have that sort of video game influence? Are any of the songs inspired by Horizon or Halo or any of these other video game worlds that you've been uh, immersed in? Excellent question. Um, <laughs> Crystal Ball, the actual the the title song, um, there is a drop, and my reference notes for it are wizards dueling. <laughs> um, that's the drop. Like, and in there, there's swords and a whole bunch there's bubbles there's little sort of game sort of yeah there's like a oh like <laughs> i don't know there's a bunch of little things which so is like <laughs> full-on referencing love of video games in that one um i think in all of them my love of sound design and sort of also love of foley just all the different parts in a, a song that can kind of sit in in a special place just for when you're listening on headphones like the little moments um there's a lot of those in the album where it's like there's boat horns and um 
crackles and there's one song where I just have a pan full of polenta from the kitchen um, <laughs> that I'm just swirling around and I've made a whole jazz drum kit out of that. So, I mean, there's a lot that I would say is, is referenced from either film, TV, uh, old style, like Foley, live Foley on stages and yeah, like it, it all kind of intertwines into the woods universe. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's other things. Even like, yeah, the next song that we're putting out is very much um, full on, like out in the middle of the desert, this protagonist wandering through with eagles above and all these flowers and um, tumbleweeds and things like that, where it's like, it's not necessarily what's happening here in this room, <laughs> but it's very much me thinking of being somewhere else entirely. Yeah, I, I was just thinking about uh, you using that can of polenta. You, I can't wait to hear the, uh, the the Charlie XCX, you know, album created entirely in lockdown from Woods coming in the next <laughs> six months. But um, yeah, and obviously you, you've talked about how you've sort of started up uh, streaming on Twitch and, and sort of using that uh, to sort of show off the um, the world that you've created in Minecraft. Obviously, Twitch being such a you know a vast you know, open landscape for, for people to do things, not only, um, you know, play games and, and whatnot, but it seems like a lot of artists are using the platform now to release music, obviously, um, you know, bigger artists like Logic dropping their new album live on Twitch, but also even in Melbourne um, alone, like artists like Eilish Gilligan have been sort of using it as a, as a platform to sort of express themselves and, and, and sort of create you know, music uh, through there and whatnot. Do you feel like you'll be using that as, as a platform to um, create new music or express yourself in other ways, uh, I guess, after uh, the Minecraft world sort of um, has been completed or has, has finished? Yeah, I mean, that's sort of the, that's the main thing that I want to use Twitch for. Minecraft is definitely, I like the communal aspect. Um, I've actually got a, a laptop arriving, I think today, which um, I really hope will will allow me to um, live stream my logic sessions. So um, that's I, I I definitely just want to live stream those sort of things because I, I get quite a lot of people reaching out um, about production or doing mentoring and things like that. And I lecture a little bit at my old university, and it's definitely education is something I'm I'm very passionate about and getting um, people just to control their own music process so being able to do that live on a platform real time and also have that accountability of people watching you so it's like okay make it good <laughs> like um, you can't just go and have multiple cups of tea today you've got to sit down and and finish this song that you're working on so I really I love that like even disclosure of um, just jumped on twitch this week um, I've I've been really um, I've been watching things on Twitch for quite a while and, and been excited about the uh, the sort of platform for a, a long time. Um, for me, it was just tricky to navigate when um, your schedule's just not quite specific enough where you're mm, touring yeah. or, or going overseas or things like that. And it's like, it's, it just feels like a really great time to dive into that where I am sitting in this room and I really want to be able to share and, and reach out to the community and um just have that connection so to me it's just a very exciting platform 
and to see the the growing music community there has just been lovely because similarly as a fan I've been watching Eilish and um, Hana over in LA just like making things from scratch and it it just sort of you take little pieces away for your own projects or you just get to be part of something and then when the songs come out you're like I I saw that happen which I always love I love watching all those behind the scenes of producers running through their tracks and all the different sounds that they found or different ways of routing things um different processing chains like I just love that so (laughs) it seems like it really ticks all those boxes for me um, yeah for sure yeah well uh this has been pretty much eye-opening in terms of not only production (laughs) but uh your uh, love of video games as well uh l we will leave it there for now but it has firstly been an absolute pleasure talking not only music but uh video games as well with you um of course ladies and gentlemen uh crystal ball releases on october the 2nd um and l if there is any sort of social media platforms that people can reach you on uh where can they do that um so i'm on spotify and apple music and youtube all those sort of places for my music but then also the the normal places like instagram and facebook uh I'm not on TikTok. Oh, I'm on TikTok, but I haven't posted anything. <laughs> um, but Twitch, obviously, is my my latest thing. How many things can one have? But um, yeah. Twitch, I'm yeah, I'll be there regularly. And that's uh, Twitch.tv slash Woods Music, isn't it? Perfect. Yes. Excellent. And uh, of course, if you'd like to follow One Perfect Game, you can do so at OPG Pod, and you can follow me on Twitter at It's Tilby L. Once again, it has been fantastic having you on the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's awesome to chat. Yeah, and uh, from me, Matt Tilby, and my guest, L. Graham, a.k.a. Woods, it is goodbye for now. Take care.